boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who gives us new life, and he's doing a new thing for us. Get always donut. Believers but climb. Doing a new thing. Get always donut. He's doing it. Believers but climb. Doing a new thing. Oh no, no. So I have a number of rules before we even start. Rule number one, don't drop anything on the floor. Rule number two, if you need to go to the bathroom, you don't. Rule number three, you don't speak unless I ask you to. So that everyone can hear what we've got to say. <laughs> Alright, hi you guys. It's a, it's a fabulous Mother's Day weekend because we always, um, you know, we like to work on the fly and record the podcast less than 24 hours before it comes out. So how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'd like to wish Shaft a happy Mother's Day. He is my favorite mother. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Uh, Margaret, how about you? How you doing? I, I mean, despite that joke, I mean, I'm doing okay. I, no, I, that's I not my joke. That's not my joke. I was going to say, was that the joke that you kept no, bracing no. us for? I'm going to tell you something. I have a joke that's going to hit at some point. I'm not going to tell you when. But okay. That, okay. Was, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. I mean, I, I do hope you wish a happy Mother's Day to your own mothers, mother yeah, figures, yeah. what have you, instead of Shaft. But no, you, know. you mean no, in addition shaft. to the Shaft. In addition. <laughs> Actually, that would be a great <laughs> greeting card idea. I am <laughs> patenting that right now. I would love... I mean, And it probably is, exists on like Etsy or something, but I claim that idea because of what you just said. You claim my idea. Thank you. Marissa. I do. I That's the that. American way. <laughs> we should also wish a happy Mother's Day to the talented photographer that is Sam Sorbo. So, yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> because today we can, we cannot stop talking about the Sorbos. We cannot get enough about the Sorbos. I was no. just thinking, I think we collectively probably know more about them and read more of them online than like the average like evangelical who likes them like we follow their twitter we read their books um we buy this book that we're going to talk about today but it was you know before before anyone says anything about giving money to the sorbos um it was a worthy cause it was also a used book so it was like six bucks and um here at believers book club we believe that the only good Sorbo is a dead Sorbo, which is why we're talking about <laughs> Okay, that sounded wow. vaguely that sounded vaguely threatening. So let's, just, so let's just a little. Just a little. Let's let's back that up and say our very favorite member of the Sorbo family is no longer with us, but this this little little gal is still in our hearts and we want to talk about her today, our favorite Sorbo um, family member who's passed on. Uh, Gizmo Sorbo spells both her first and last name with an E at the end. <laughs> really? What the hell is, no. no. But what the hell is with that E? Oh, it makes me so <laughs> angry. You don't spell Gizmo with an E at the end. That's weird. I have to say, though, I've known several individuals who own pets named Gizmo, dogs or cats. Like, mm -hmm. it's a, tr you know, those millennials, they love those little gremlins, so they got to name one Gizmo. Uh, right. So, especially let, if it's a Pomeranian. Uh, let's give some context to the listeners. This wasn't necessarily what we were going to do this week, but Marissa sent me and Margaret um, a wonderful copy of what. So, what's the title of this book? <laughs> it's either Auckland. Gizmo, the Legendary Journeys, or Gizmo, the Legendary Journeys, Auckland. Yeah, the formatting on the cover <laughs> and in the entire book is really, really bad. Really, really, really. really. Is that surprising? No, no. not at all. Um, you, you, you need to send me some photos, because I don't have the physical book anymore, but I did <laughs> read through it before sending it over as like a little surprise gift, and... Yeah, the formatting's pretty bad. Um, it's basically, you know, if you want to get if you want to get an image of this book in your head, it's basically like a soft cover version that you'd order from like what, like Snapfish or Shutterfly or those places where you can just upload your photos and make a book out of it for like nineteen ninety nine. It's basically so, a Sorbo version of that, except those books are generally higher quality. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Marissa put post-it notes and i'll take photos of all of this but she's like we're on margaret take photos of all these probably <laughs> um, and i'll take credit because that's what dudes do yeah. um yeah that's well, true it's true 
just like Sam Sorbo undoubtedly did most of the work in this book, and Kevin just wrote the foreword. Yeah, for some reason, Kevin has like a giant foreword, um, and I feel like they try to use it as like star power, and you're like, you're the, you're the guy in, in Hercules. You're not like, you know, get Lucy Lawless or something. Come on. But she hates you guys. So so, so one, one narrative that I get from the post-it notes, by the way, the post-it notes that Marissa put in this book are way better than the actual book. Um, but like <laughs> certainly better formatting. The the narrative yeah. one one of the narratives that you can read if you read the the post-it notes is that Marissa falls in love with Gizmo. <laughs> well, Gizmo's um, yeah. horrible. So I mean, you, so, I'm not wrong, right? Like that's that's I really get. You're it. not wrong, <laughs> um, and this is going this is going back to the the Sorbo book that we we did a couple weeks ago that. I had no idea what this dog breed was and I got some crap for it because apparently I'm not, I'm supposed to know all the different dog breeds, but it's, sure. it's definitely one of those dog breeds. It's a, it's a um, Brussels Griffin. It's a little dog and it definitely has that ugly cute, like, like a pug. Like it has that face where you're like, Oh, I want to just like, it's definitely like kind of squished in, but he's, he's, or no, well, sorry, this dog is female. So, um, she, she looks Gizmo. like, you know, what she looks like, she looks like, uh, the prawn Muppet. Oh my gosh, she does. Pepe? Yeah, yes. Pepe. Yes. I'm no, looking at a picture of her right anymore. now. <laughs> no, right? It's a, it's like a cute a, it's a cute or, dog. Or like a regular dog that just ran really high speed into a mirror thinking <laughs> it was a different yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a well, cute it's it's admittedly a cute dog. Yeah. I mean, you you really get the sense though that the more of the shitty photographs of this dog that Marissa sees, the more she kind of loves <laughs> loves her. Sorry. I mean, it's it's like a vanity project where you take a like. I mean, I yeah, I have a bunch of pictures of like my pets and other people's pets on my phone. I'm not gonna make a book and put it out and get my what, you know famous spouse is. to write a foreword. <laughs> yeah, I mean if. If we're if Gizmo was a right alive at the right time, Gizmo would definitely have her own Instagram page. Oh, when so yeah, this book is what did you what did you say the year on it was like late nineties? Yeah, like ninety six or something like that is what it was originally. Yeah, published. so if, if Instagram said, had been around, this dog would have been a star. You said that they're going to be like updating the book, right? Yeah, so you go to so Sam Sorbo has a website. Obviously, they they love promoting their Twitter, their Facebook, their website. Um, Sam Sorbo has a website, and you because I wanted to look up, you know, what's going on with this book. I had to buy it secondhand from like abooks.com. Um, maybe they'll sponsor us and send us some free used books. Um, yes. Her website is like this book's out of print, but new edition coming soon. So we're gonna have a new edition of this vanity publishing project and. Unfortunately, if you did listen to our, our episode from a few weeks ago, that particular book, you know, talks about Gizmo and them owning this dog and traveling to New Zealand and, and everywhere. Um, Gizmo, you know, lives a pretty good life, you know, is owned by the Sorbos. Um, take that as you will. Um, but meets a pretty unfortunate end um, in the book. And it, it is... It is as scarring as the end of Old Jeller, a chapter of that book. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would <laughs> especially, I think he, especially I think... now when I'm looking at Gizmo and I'm seeing this like ugly cute dog and imagining that dog. Yeah. In the scene described in that book, yeah. I'm glad I missed yeah. that scene. Yeah, Margaret did you not know... listen to that first episode of uh, the Truth. Okay, Day. Russell told me not to. It's not I like did. I was just like. No, it's, I don't want to listen to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just pregnancy problems and dead dogs don't do much for Margaret. They don't make me well, happy. I think, I think Russell said it best when we were having like a group chat and it's like when you're talking about like jihad and 9-11 and then you cut to this story of how I'm just going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very just like blunt to the point that Gizmo is unfortunately killed by another dog in, oh, you know, no. in the late yeah, and Gizmo was, you know, Gizmo was, you know, getting to that age where, you know, Gizmo was kind of older and she was, you know, getting a little slower. But but the way they describe it is just like super visceral. It wasn't. Ugh. Oh, and then the nannies came over. That's, the nannies um, come over. I was like, we, yeah. I'm just going to do this as a cross. 
I'm just going to do this as a cross promotion for the previous episode. If you're listening to this and have no idea what we're talking about, um, you should be used to that because that's the way our yes. podcast is. Right. But also listen to the uh, previous Sorbo episode where uh, where we kind of go in. It's, you don't want to read a book that is talking about all these political issues and then they're like, this is what happened to our beloved family dog. <laughs> so today's book is basically a <laughs> is a, a photographic exploration of this dog's journeys in Auckland, New Zealand. You you can definitely tell that this is a 90s creation because <laughs> this is definitely like when that black and white trend was back up, you know? Mhm. Um cuz it is it's in black and white. It's presented in a very like artistic, you know, coffee house kind of way. <laughs> Not done well. No. Just presented yeah. that way. <laughs> um I'm going to tell you, in the 90s, I could have formatted this book better in Microsoft Publisher than whoever yeah. formatted this book. I think I could do this better in Word. I mean... It doesn't even have to be something nice. You think we should have a challenge where we all try to make something in, like, Publisher Word with our pets and see who comes up with the best one? Yes! That does sound pretty amazing. Uh, dude. I don't have time for that. That's Why do gonna I suggest that? It's going to be our summer project. Okay. Let, let's see who can create the best GeoCities website. <gasps> I'm gonna have. I need an. I need. I still GIF. say GIF. I say GIF. I don't say GIF. I'm gonna have an animated GIF that has like the little under construction, and there's a guy like digging, and it just says <laughs> under construction for like the next twenty years. I I gotta say though, we can't do GeoCities. We can only do GeoCities if you live in Japan. Right. Uh, but we could do an Angel Fire website. I was Angel gonna say Fire Angel Fire. Man, Mark Zuckerberg had an Angel Fire website back in the day. Nice. And uh, he, I, he, he, he was kind of dorky, and it's just was? like, if, yeah. If you well, if you go like, if you look at it from like the way back machine, and you look at it, you're like, this dude's worth like eighty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. I should check that out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hold on, I want to talk about this book for a Yeah, minute. let's talk about the book. Yeah, yeah, we should, you know, actually talk about the book. Yeah. My favorite line so far is on page three. Page three starts, now that we were married, Sam and I had to move to Auckland, New Zealand. Okay, so so hold on. He, he's telling the whole book. Rem- remember, it's from, from the, the perspective point of, of the dog. <laughs> and then all of a sudden on what page? Three. On page three, it, it, it shifts, and then it goes back? It basic, or does it no, start? no, no, no. So it basically the just goes to a... The also married. The, it's, it's still the dog talking about... Oh, it's so from now the that we were married, Sam and I had moved. So he, the, the, so Gizmo thinks Gizmo's She's married part to Sam. of the uh, relationship. It's like a weird beach um, This is what girl. the Republicans warn about. Like, people are going to be married their dogs. And Gizmo's female, so if Gizmo's married to Sam... Yeah. It's also homosexual. There's all sorts of problems. Uh, We're so immature. Shh. So there's a lot of post-it notes in this book that say things like, out of focus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was really critical about this book. Um, I don't know. I, I like sending, you know, I wanted to send you guys a little gift, but instead of just sending the book, I wanted to give my critique about it in like a just a very blunt commentary style and i have uh, some post-it notes that uh so the, the very first post-it note is in the forward i i doubt this is the first post-it note that you wrote but it says uh sam sorbo the, the book says sam sorbo is a photographer of outstanding talent and the post-it note has an arrow pointing to that and says this is a lie <laughs> <laughs> And lie is underlined twice. Yeah, that's how big a lie it is. Um, I definitely feel like I was really caffeinated or <laughs> some sort of medication or something that was like, I was like, I got to do this. I love it. Uh, I want to get you a book and do this through it. <laughs> so Gizmo, uh, Gizmo talks about on the, on the first, like the opening of this book, how Sam and, and Kevin are her people. And, and Marissa wrote an apology to, to Gizmo. <laughs> so sorry. I'm sorry Enjoy that these people. are your people, Gizmo. <laughs> you could have had so many other better people. <laughs> people who maybe wouldn't have let you been ripped to death by another dog. Oh, don't. I know. I'm like, can we just like? Can hey, we y'all brought it up. Gizmo... I didn't even. Can know we? What uh, can we retroactively 
time travel and give uh, Gizmo some better owners. I, I, I'm ready for Kevin to make a faith-based movie about Gizmo that is a, an allegory of Jesus Christ where Gizmo is the standard <laughs> for Jesus. That, G, that, that Gizmo, who was without sin, was sacrificed to yeah. the larger dog. And what's there? Oh. It's right there. No. <laughs> wow. Um, so somewhere in the book, uh, they're, where are they at? They're at an active volcano that's between 500 and 700 years old. But was Gizmo there? <laughs> no. Um, no, Gizmo wasn't. I, I hate that people are still using dog ears. <laughs> it's like... Isn't like that proven accurate? incorrect? Yes. Um, so do you think that the best photo in the book, Marissa, I don't know, I know you don't have it in front of you, but do you think it's the one yeah. that you said was an award-winning photo where, where Gizmo looks like uh, she's trying to get let back in. <laughs> at, at, the door of the bank. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was sad. <laughs> yeah. All these photos are, like, really staged in a painful way. It was obvious that, like, the dog, like, is just going along with it, but it's like, okay, now we got to go to this door and sit right here. It is and... impressive how well-trained the dog is. Uh, probably because Kevin beat her. <gasps> Uh, spare the rod spare the rod spoil the dog um there's a lot of photos that are just like gizmo sitting on steps <laughs> or in front of yeah. this random hot dog stand yeah or like yeah hot dog stand top dog hot dogs hot donuts hey look there's another picture of a clock tower that gizmo doesn't need <laughs> i mean come on guys it's basically like if you like someone showed you their instagram for their dog or like just their facebook album for their dog pictures and you're like yeah you know cool those are your, that's your animal like don't really care but yeah, this got compiled into a little vanity project. Oh, yeah. And Marissa's saying that as someone who has turned me on to multiple Instagrams of animals. You just said that Marissa turns you on. That's right. Marissa turns me to on. To animal Instagrams. <laughs> Ooh, animal that, bestiality. Now, now this is getting extra weird. Uh, so let's talk about Nippon Clip-Ons. Nippon Whoa. Clip-Ons. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. <laughs> You said that, and I was like, Russell. (laughs) The Auckland Harbor Bridge opened in 1958. Originally only four lanes, the Kiwis decided to add two lanes to either side, and a Japanese engineering firm won the contract. The extra lanes are known as the Nippon Clip-Ons. And Marissa just says, yikes, in the book. That is um, all sorts of wrong do you think they still i mean i feel like new zealand is pretty progressive i've definitely heard some pretty racist things from australians i mean we're we're talking as americans here we have we have no clue like no room to talk right um so i just want to say something all right there's there's a picture that marissa really likes of uh gizmo making a warrior pose uh with a member of the the maori people right mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, that is a cute photo because like, her, her i know she likes it because the the post-it says this is actually pretty cute um but the text on the page where the post-it is says anybody want to go to the auckland museum it sits atop a lovely hill in the large part called the domain they have a great exhibit of the moa an enormous friendly and flightless bird that was soon rendered extinct by newly arrived humans. I'll bet it tasted like chicken, but now we'll never know. It's like, you're talking about the genocide of a bird species. That's so funny. You're talking about a bird that went extinct because people killed it for food and whatnot. And then you're yeah. like, but I want to eat it. Exactly. That's so inconsiderate. That is so, that's, Kevin made that joke. That's not a Sam joke. Of course. I, I, I feel like Marissa and I having uh talk about kevin and sam and read that book that we we can we can tell like when when it's a kevin joke mm-hmm. like he has a specific kind of humor wouldn't you agree i mean we've we've like read and talked so much about the sorbos that i'm getting at the point where i'm like this is occupying too much of my brain this knowledge like you know when you like watch fox news to just see what people who watch fox news are seeing and you start watching oh, sure. it you're like i can't 
I can't let this into my life. <laughs> that that that's where David Duke went wrong. Was he kept watching Tucker? And <laughs> you can you can cut that joke. That fell flat. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna keep it in just for for sake the sake of it. You always do that to me. So what the fuck is with uh, Gizmo sitting in a hard hat on a paint can? Yeah, this is so posed <laughs> and kind of sad. It's like when you have like those like. It it reminds me of those photos of babies where they would like curl them up and put them in like a nest with some eggs, and it's like this. No, it's what? even worse than that. It's just like I hate those things. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. A hard hat and a paint can. Uh, the dog needs to uh, pull itself up by its bootstraps. It's not just gonna. It needs to actually make a living wage to live with the sorbos. It needs to pay rent and for its food. Well, that's what the book's for. <laughs> Um, She's planning to make a lot of money with the book. So Marissa does point out that Gizmo throws some shade at socialism in this book. (laughs) That, no, that was an interesting, put that in context with the photo. Yes, so so, uh, you want to, go ahead and read Margaret. The floor of the elegant old train station, now student housing for the government-supported Auckland University. That's that's the whole sentence. Like, why Dude. do you have to mention that it's government supported? Oh, you know Because why. you're the... Well, I know. Yeah, <laughs> socialism. Socialism. I mean, I'm honestly surprised they didn't take it farther and be like, it's government supported and all these students here are broke and the system's collapsing and all the students want free food and free cell phones and free health care. Well, I kind of read the next sentence as as kind of like them kind of commenting on that a little bit because it's like i've heard that you can't teach an old dog new tricks so i didn't stay long well it's housing he's not at the college i think what he's saying there what she's saying there is what the dog is saying yeah what the dog is (laughs) saying is that you can't you can't teach old dogs new tricks about socialism (laughs) um that they're gonna they're gonna fail in new zealand (laughs) that that's my opinion that's how i read that um i mean if i was if i was a pet i don't want my owners putting words in my mouth just because i can't talk so <laughs> you, you think gizmo's a socialist? i mean gizmo could have been antifa for all we know and just could not express that black dogs matter okay russell this is your favorite part i don't oh, really remember yeah. it because i put a bunch so, of post-it notes in <laughs> and just sent it to you guys so there isn't a post-it note here but there's a there is a photo of uh gizmo in front of a clock tower and it says the the clock tower you can't make it out like they didn't tell you it's a clock tower you wouldn't you wouldn't know it's a clock tower it is very blurry right like it's very (laughs) very blurry um it says the the impressive clock tower of mclaren chapel i honestly don't see that much point in clocks i don't need a clock to tell me when to nap or eat why would anyone gizmo is wearing a watch around her neck in this photograph um that doesn't seem good for a pet (laughs) no it doesn't seem good for a pet and it also it also seems like you took this photo and you realized you can't see the fucking clock tower Mm -hmm. and that's just this ridiculous (laughs) stupid close-up of your dog's face and they're like yeah let's just be like i don't i'm a dog i don't need pets but they're so stupid they don't realize the dog's have a has a fucking clock around his neck looks like flavor flavor in this picture It's even cheaper than that. It's just, it's just, I don't even, like, we shouldn't even be giving attention to this book because it's just (laughs) garbage. The the next page that that, that is opposite of that, because that's where the centerfold is, uh, is a picture of Gizmo being harassed by school children. And it says, (laughs) all the school children wear uniforms. Lamentably, they all like puppies. A couple of things. One. I do not believe Gizmo would use the word lamentably. Thank you. I was just thinking the exact <laughs> just, same thing. I don't. I just don't see it. Secondly, all the school children wear uniforms. It sounds like they're saying, "Yeah, that's a good idea." <laughs> I mean, they yeah, just put conformity. that in there because they want you to know this isn't like a tiny army or anything. Because you can't see any of the children's faces. Right. You just see Gizmo looking extraordinarily uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. Do you think Sam Sorbo makes her kids wear uniforms to homeschool? Hmm. They have to wear clothing that's honoring, like, obviously, no. And it's, like, all the dress codes are going to, like, 
the dress code stuff is going to be applicable to just the daughter. It's like no tank tops or like if you do, like it has to be, you know, it has to cover your shoulders or when you wear a skirt or shorts, they got to be below your knees. Yeah, we don't want you, you got to basically wear cart. You got to, you, you got to wear, ba- yeah, that's, that's, ooh, that's, uh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You basically got to wear cargo shorts if you're a girl. Uh, you, you basically you have to dress like you're attending the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville. Oof, polo, <laughs> white polo short, uh, shirt, khaki slacks. Always got to have your tiki torch. <laughs> um, I actually don't really know how torch. kids, how old their kids are now. Besides the other one, Brayden, that's on Twitter. Uh, yeah. So Brayden, we we know is is going or is twenty years old this year in September. He'll be twenty. Uh, or August, in August, because it's right before. <laughs> Why do you know his birthday? Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, he was yeah. the one born uh, around 9-11. Right. So, so, like, you can, you can definitely tell when his first kid is born, well, their first kid is born, in relation to 9-11, because that is an important part. Uh, because like. Sam, with her baby weight, was uh. crying <laughs> about the Twin Towers. Um, yeah. I love I'm- Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I love this page where Gizmo is at some big farm. It says, New Zealand is heavily agricultural. When there are cows around, I stay on the fence. Couple issues, though. I don't see a damn cow. No, there's no cows in this photo. <laughs> and also... And two, how, how... You stay on the fence? You stay on the fence? You're not a cat. How did you get on the fence? <laughs> Somebody put that dog on that fence, and I don't think that dog wants to be on that fence. No, that dog is very uncomfortable being up there i mean also, let's, that's a gate. let's face the facts like <laughs> they basically just took some crappy photos slapped them in a book and it's essentially hey look at our dog oh also we live in new zealand um <laughs> aren't you jealous yeah like this is this is obviously coming from a place of white privilege. White privilege led to this book being created. Mm-hmm. This idea that people give a fuck about their little dog and their life I mean, in it's New Zealand. Privilege in general, but you know, this was back in pre 2000, so. Oh, so white privilege didn't exist then? Okay. Oh man, why do you gotta. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Welcome. No one would care about this dog if they were photographed in East Texas in a trailer park and its name was, like, Hoo-Ha. No, no. But Hoo-Ha's parents probably would think that they would. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone thinks their animal is saying yeah, someone white, who's white guilty of doing this. Do. Everyone thinks their animal is, like, the best thing ever. And you're like, it's just, it's an animal. There's um, cuter ones. Gizmo is saying she prefers her sheep dead. Oh, <laughs> this is like sheepskin she's rubbing up on, Shit. not just wool. Uh, yeah. So Gizmo doesn't like living sheep. Gizmo likes the dead sheepskin. Um, because there, that's cuddly. <laughs> Gizmo visited a vineyard. <laughs> yeah, it specifies. Personally, I don't drink. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Gizmo. G- Gizmo doesn't want you thinking that Gizmo leads a life of sin. You have to know. <laughs> That Gizmo's just there for the photograph. Gizmo's seen some shit, though, if you live with the Sorbos. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that dog has seen some plates fly. You know Sam has, like, thrown dishes and shit. Uh, rest what in the peace, fuck Gizmo. is this photo? That is Gizmo trying to escape this other dog. There is a photo of Gizmo almost dying by... Uh, from another dog, a big dog in this book. Did you That's know that? That's like Marissa? very unfortunate foreshadowing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But it says you can find friends just about anywhere here. Uh, this is at the Queensberry Album Factory in Auckland, but they don't look friendly. That dog looks like it's what? trying to kill Gizmo. <laughs> Why am I getting the sneaking suspicion that they were like those pet owners that are like, go play with that dog? And the, the oh. owner's like, no, I mean, no, this dog does not get along with other dogs. And then. This- this photo makes me think that they killed Gizmo. That they're they're, <laughs> they're responsible. Like not okay. Hold on, I'm not saying they murdered Gizmo. Although if you read if you read the book that we read, that what is it the True Faith? The way yeah. they set it up, they're like Gizmo was getting old. Gizmo was like not useful anymore, mm-hmm. and then Gizmo dies. <laughs> like um, you saying no, they I'm took some a- creative liberties. I'm saying that I think... No, they tied a pork chop around her neck and shoved her out to the other dog. I did not say that. 
Okay. Uh, that's murder. I'm saying that <laughs> that they were like, Gizmo, go play with this dog. And Gizmo's like, that's a pit bull. And Gizmo's like, I don't want to. And the Sorbo's like, go. You're going to go take your picture with it. Right. <laughs> Put your head in the pit bull's mouth, Gizmo. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good photo. Pose with it. Uh. Um. <laughs> I love that Gizmo's looking at Rembrandt's chocolates here. This is this photo. Okay. So there's there, there's a photo where Gizmo is reflected in the case, like a candy case, right? Like Oh, I thought we were looking through it. Are we looking through it? I think we're looking through it because there's only one version of the dog. Get it together, you guys. Yeah, you're right. So that's weird. This is a, I'm sorry, Marissa, but I don't know if you know this, but Sam Sorbo's a shitty photographer, and it's really hard <laughs> to tell the perspective of this book. I mean, I did, um, I think, specifically mention that... <laughs> This is this is definitely like those things where it's like a friend you went to high school with and they're like, I have a photography business now. And they post them on Facebook or Instagram and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess anyone can enter the photography business. Look at that out of focus picture of someone's baby and you Photoshop the balloons to be in color, but everything else is black and white. <laughs> it's so cool. So there's a photo of Gizmo in a jewel, in a, in a jewel, in a gym that says next stop studio personal training for a good workout. And Marissa's uh, post, it says body shaving Gizmo. <laughs> oh yeah. Kevin definitely put that dog in the gym and it was like, Hey Gizmo, uh, you didn't have any puppies, but you still got to lose that baby weight. <laughs> like, so. uh, we, we weighed you this week and you were nine pounds. And remember, you're an eight pound Russell Griffin. Um, seven. Yeah. It oh, says seven. seven earlier. Oh, in, the, in with, True Faith, I believe, I believe it's, uh, she's an eight pound <gasps> Russell Griffin. Maybe that's why they had to let her die. She started getting away. This is a horrible terrible. episode. Why don't we I know, you two are, you two are terrible. <laughs> I love I love how the two people that are vegan are the ones that are like they killed that dog. Well, I guess you know. Yeah, exactly. Because we're always talking about people killing animals. You are always talking about animal. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Animals are better than people. <laughs> I think most people don't would agree with I'm that. Right? <laughs> There's a photograph of uh, Gizmo in a park behind a sign that says "No dogs in formal garden area." And Marissa's commentary is "Lawbreaker." <laughs> but who's breaking the law? Is Gizmo breaking the law? No, no we're stupid Sam owners. Is. Exactly. Fuck them. It's the Michael Savage Memorial Gardens. Like, the, the is it the Michael Savage or is it a different Michael Savage? It would have I don't to be think a it's, different one. It's in New Zealand. And, yeah, but and it's memorial. I don't think it's the Michael Savage. Would 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 Sorbo go to a memorial garden for Michael Savage? I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, I, I mean, he I, would definitely go to like the Ronald Reagan like Memorial Library and. He, he would, uh, but he also has been on Infowars with Alex Jones, and uh, Alex Jones thinks that Michael Savage is a secret commie. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, Alex, so as, you know, like kind of talking about not wanting to watch these media sources that are just bonkers. Um, I watched one on Alex Jones, and he said if you get the vaccine plan, that you're going to die within ten years. So I'm actually like, I I set like a little ten year timer because I want to see. <laughs> What happens? So, um, you guys, we only got a, we only got a, we got maybe till like maybe 2030, 2031. I'm not going to give them a shameless plug, but there's a pretty good podcast that, uh, covers Alex Jones, um, in a very entertaining way. And if you read the New York times, there's a write up about him recently. So they don't need my pub, oh. my pub, but you should check them out. Okay. They're not hard to find, given the words that I just said. Okay, I will, I will <laughs> do some strategic searching. Um, probably my favorite uh, like page in the book is there's a spread where it's a full-page photo of Gizmo sitting next to a teddy bear on a bench. Oh, yeah. And um, right next to it, on the opposite page, it says the star bear is a symbol for starship. But the formatting is su such that the star bear starts on the right side of the page, and then the is the symbol moves towards the left, and then and is in a box, and, and is in a box that overlaps a box that has four starship in a larger font size. 
it's, I'm going to take a picture of this and put it on social media because it's really hard to explain, but it's like Hideous. some of the worst formatting I've ever seen. I mean, um, normally I wouldn't trash a book like this for its formatting, but it's just because of like, it'd be like if like Mike Huckabee did a book of, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, oh, we'll talk oh, about their no. history of family Mike dogs. Huckabee. Yeah, I knew you were going there. Why? I actually didn't mean to, but we've been planning to do a Mike Huckabee book and we almost did recently. We still have that in the works, but. But um, stay tuned for stories of Mike Huckabee's family and family we, dogs. And We tease Mike Huckabee all the time. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys, we're not doing it on purpose. We're not trying to be like, yeah, we're just going to build this up. The episode's probably not going to be that good, so don't like, get your hopes up. I just want to say the reason why we haven't done it is because when we start to sit down to do it, we think, ugh, Mike Huckabee. And it's, just, <laughs> it's really hard to get into that book. It really is. And the one we're planning on doing, it's an audiobook. It's narrated by him. And it's like eight hours of Huckabee reading about himself. And, you know, when you've got a book that has grits and gravy in the title, it's just even that more difficult to get in the right mindset. It's really bad. Yeah. Who, who puts gravy on their so, yeah. grits? What a freak. Um, grits? Grits are delicious. Gravy is weird. So <laughs> gravy on grits. The the back of the book <laughs> has one favorite. final post-it note on it, and it's pointing to the the, the sticker price, which is twenty four ninety five. And uh, Marissa really wants to make sure that everybody knows that she did not pay that price. <laughs> I did not. I'm just trying to think like what's comparable to this book. I swear, there's like if you get any sort of like I'm dating myself but like you know an audio cd and they have those little booklets that have like the lyrics and the credits and things right. so and so there is more value in one of those little cd booklets and probably <laughs> more text in general than this book like this book is yeah it's just like it's basically like a pamphlet size with some crappy photos and they had the audacity to charge like 25 bucks i don't know is it us 25 bucks or is it new zealand dollars it's a U.S. dollar sign. It's it's sick. Yeah, but I will. I also want to say that, like, to what you're saying, you could, for my money, you could take any zine published between 1992 and 1998 and put out for free in a coffee shop anywhere on the West Coast, and it will be better than this. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. It is. It has, this has. This has no value other than maybe one and a half cute pics of an ugly dog. Um, and I mean Who's that now no longer with us. So it's no. hard to be like, oh, this dog's so <laughs> ugly. Died tragically. You can't speak ill will of the dead, but, you know, Gizmo. Gizmo's the best Sorbo. Push. Yeah. Gizmo, Gizmo is, is, was the best Sorbo. Was. For sure. We got to wait for, um, they do have another dog um, Iggy. named Igwit. Igwit, so, yeah. Not sure if another, oh man, that dog probably is on social media now too. These people cannot get enough of saying like everyone's persecuting us, but please pay attention to us and please follow us on Twitter where we can give you our bonkers opinions on everything. <laughs> Have you been to Kevin Sorbo's uh, Twitter recently? Um, I mean, I think I follow him with the podcast Twitter account because I just can't stand him just the stuff he says it's like a sick joke Did you, so uh a few days ago probably my, my favorite tweet that he put out in the last week or so uh you heard about snl the cast uh not wanting to to be seen with elon musk mm -hmm. uh kevin sorbo put out a, a tweet where he links a new york post article and it says is it because he's african-american Wait, what? Wow. Because he's, he's from, from South, South Africa. Africa. Oh, jeez. I know. What a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, when he, was, mean, when he was typing that, he was, he was so proud of himself. He thought he was so funny. Um, lately, yeah. lately though, if you follow Sorbo's uh, Twitter, you know that he has been going all in on Joe Rogan lately. Like... He is liking what Rogan is saying about vaccines. Uh, of course he is. Um, there is they, probably like a weird crossover with Joe Rogan fans and Sorbo fans. I think that that's the thing that, that, that Rogan does, though, is he is very careful to uh, go into all these different kind of worlds. Worlds yeah. that are like 
rejected by mainstream media and appeal to those fans like because he'll let them on their show on his show you know he'll let all the weirdos um, exactly and i mean it's a it's it's a grift that's made him a hundred million dollars he has a hundred million dollars which is just ridiculous i mean that's a guy that used to host fear factor that's what i said a couple days ago to someone (laughs) i I was like remember the days where he wasn't bald and he hosted a show called fear factor and he would remember when he was on news radio i do news radio i mean Joe Rogan acted across Phil Hartman, <laughs> and now he's a batshit crazy. And he's not batshit crazy. He just exploits people who are. Well, and two, it's 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 kind of odd because it's just like you couldn't watch Fear Factor like like what back in the '90s, like back when this this coincidentally this book came out. You'd be like, see that guy right there hosting that show? He's gonna have like the number one podcast in like 20 years, and you'd be like, duff, what? Yeah, right. And uh, so. well, you, you would be like, what's a podcast? Um, that too, yeah. Uh, so Sorbo, Sorbo tweeted out today, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I mean, I wish all the birthers a happy day. What does so, that even mean? I'm, gla- I'm so glad because I, I clicked this on my phone or touched the screen or whatever. And it was basically what I was thinking. I was like, so women who adopt aren't mothers. Uh, you say a lot of sick things, but this goes to the top of the list. So I think that this is a reference to something, but I can't really figure out what it is. I mean, it's not a reference I mean, to the birthers, like music. Obama, like no, yeah, it's 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 not because I've seen I've seen some people uh, who are right leaning share a similar sentiment to this recently. So. I don't know if it's a straw man that somebody created where where somebody allegedly called mothers birthers, like a liberal. Um, I can't find proof of anybody saying that. So if a listener knows anything about that. Wow, I really am enjoying listening and just reading some of these responses people had to this. Uh, I mean, I do do like... The left politicizes everything. Also, Kevin Sorbo. LOL, let me politicize Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, Honk, honk. You have yeah. to add the Hong Kong sound effect that they had in the tweet. <laughs> One of the labors of Hercules turned wishing Happy Mother's Day into creepy demagoguery. I just want to say that uh, I don't appreciate him doing this because we all know that he doesn't trust anything that can bleed for seven days. Ugh. Uh, oh, my days. favorite one so far is I wish your brother had swallowed. Oh! <laughs> what? That's what it says. Some of these, some of these replies too. Like this, this lady is like, she's saying like, "Thank you." Like, remember, all mothers have not birthed a baby, and this woman mentions about having um, some miscarriages. And her tweet then goes on to say, "The challenge is to forgive myself for whatever I did to cause the miscarriage." Uh, what? Yeah. What? Crazy lady. Yeah. That's- oh wow. And, that- and it, it's- it's it's people like Sorbo and the Sorbos that really feed that mindset. I mean, awful, it's awful. I mean, just think about their own book, True Faith, and when they're talking about the miscarriage, uh, I, assigning blame was such an important part of that to the Sorbos, and like it being Kevin's fault was so important in that book. Um, and it's like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I um so. It's interesting because a lot of the responses here are obviously people like us who read it and they're just like, screw you, dude. And then the other ones that are like, oh, Snowflake's getting triggered by this tweet. And then another one, um, Ben Shapiro, I guess, beat (laughs) Kevin Sorbo in the Mother's Day tweet. And Ben Shapiro's tweet says, happy birthing person's day to all the egg producing homo sapiens of the unspecified gender who made the decision to bring to term a meaningless cluster of cells. Oh, Ben, you troll. See, and I I think that that is where it really comes from. It's it's a straw man of a liberal who is trying to, like, make uh, a point that liberals are too sensitive and they have to change and adjust language and rewrite history and all this other bullshit. And it's like, no, you're the ones being stupid. You're the ones being ridiculous nobody's trying to change mother's day uh it's like dude just you need to get off you need to get off twitter you just i mean shut up chris Chris, (laughs) christian cinema.com uh (laughs) i want to give them another shout out because i thought that their email that they sent uh telling people to remember uh that mother's day doesn't mean the same thing to everybody yeah yeah or if you you, you, you don't don't want to get mother's day message right 
Yeah, or like, you know, maybe your your parent is passed on or maybe you don't have a relationship with your biological parent and they're like, we and so I'm like, okay. Like that but then they were like, we'll pray for you. I, I know that uh he and others, he being Kevin, were getting up in arms because uh it was suggested that we remove words like barren from our vocabulary. And I why 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 is that a problem? You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like maybe there's better words to use. Um, I feel like that the association with the word barren is not great, but, you know, it's, you know, people can, you know, I think the Bible typically uses that word, right? Uh, I mean, rem- I mean, remember, the, the Bible is written in Hebrew and Greek. So That's barren, true. So barren, barren is a translation of, of a word, right? Um, yeah. That, that That's, I mean... This is a really important thing to remember is that at different times, the Bible is deliberately translated for specific And has the biases agendas. of the translator. Right. Like, and for, for specific reasons, like the, the, the KJV, which is based off of a, uh, an incorrect manuscript, right? Um, mm-hmm. It, uh, they take some pretty big uh, leaps in their translation uh, with a very specific bent that, you know, basically supports this idea that that rich people are favored by God, Ugh. and um, and that's not in the original Hebrew, right? So, like, barren is probably the same way. If you really look at it, it's it's probably not that offensive of a word that they make offensive to stigmatize women. Um, yeah, because people suck. I mean, <laughs> regard regardless of how you feel about scripture, I think you can acknowledge that the people who who have been entrusted to take care of scripture are still people and people yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some, some people really suck and thousands of years, you can't trust everybody to not suck in that capacity. That's all I'm trying to say. That was beautiful. That was beautifully I, I, worded. I want to put that, I want to put that on like a very stylized Instagram post <laughs> with like a cool background of like the setting sun. And it's just you talking about people sucking and that will be our um, pinned post. But um, I really uh, yeah. don't have a lot more to say about this book, except for, yes, I, I typically prefer animals to people. Some people are cool. You guys are cool. Um, I want to say that I looked at these photos and I read the text separately. And I see two stories. I see a narrative that the Sorbos are trying to place on Gizmo. And then I see a dog that's oppressed. <laughs> um, this dog does not look happy in any of these photos. No. This dog does not look like he's like she's having a good time in most of these photos. I mean, there's a couple like the the warrior pose. Gizmo's probably having fun. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're like selling really bad quality photos for a twenty five dollar little paperback <laughs> book is just such like a flagrant cra- cash grab that it's like now, this didn't need to be made. This is it is pre uh, social media, but come on. Now, the proceeds from the book are supposed to go to charity, right? What charity, though? Uh, That's their idea of charity. It probably went to, like, James Dobson or something. (laughs) It went for a World Fit for Kids Foundation, which Russell's looking up now. We're doing that right now. It's an after-school program in in Los Angeles. Dun-dun-dun! Oh, but they hate California now, so... (laughs) I bet the the reissue, the 25... 25th year anniversary edition will not go to this charity. No. Um, this charity doesn't really seem all that great. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm shocked. Well, I mean... It seems like a very vague, like, for the kids. And you're like, yeah, but where is the money going? <laughs> it hmm. it kind of seems like this might be... Yeah, okay. Oh. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure this is like a fat camp. Oh. <gasps> a world fit for kids. Oh, that makes sense because Kevin is all about that uh, body shaming. So, so, so develops healthy behaviors, behavioral programming, professional development training, and personal empowerment mentoring that improves young minds. Ugh. Yeah, but Um, I wonder how they felt about Michelle Obama when Michelle was like, "Hey, get out!" Like, so (laughs) they were mad at her for taking their shtick. Yeah. Uh, Oh man, I I, I, for not being mean enough about it. Okay, here we go. I just had a great idea though. 
I just want to say a world fit for a world fit for kids is a Los Angeles after school program which pairs quality physical activity with teaching healthy behaviors in order to reduce obesity, increase high school graduation rates, and prepare youth for the workforce. Um, so it is. I it's mean, like a, a, a fat camp though. I'm not totally. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking of like. I think what we need to do is like a Kickstarter for like the movie like Heavyweights, which I actually quite like. But it's like a Christian heavyweights, and <laughs> that movie is so underrated. Um, heavyweights is a good, good, movie. Uh, good, good early role by Ben Stiller, and <laughs> Keenan's in it too. Uh, shout out to the longest SNL member. Um, anywho, we're getting off track because that's what we do. But <laughs> um, so yeah, so Kevin Sorbo was the celebrity uh, frontman for this organization. Uh, oh he, wow, he, he became a spokesperson in 1997. So. Right around when this time was the time this book originally came out. I gotta say though, like that seems like a random charity for a book about your dog to be attached to. Yeah, would you want to do it for like, like humane society, or like society, like prevent? And I mean, I think I think that you they can't really do it for the uh, associate of present. What is it? Prevent cruelty to animals because I mean they're basically forcing a dog to pose and like putting a watch on its neck. Um, so Auckland, Gizmo, the legendary journeys. Auckland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to call it. Auckland, Gizmo, the legendary journeys, Auckland. You got to say Auckland twice. You got to say Auckland twice. Yeah, because we're not sure where it actually belongs. Um, Us plebes, we can never go to Auckland. You know, we, we got to just experience through this book. Well, if you were on the most watched show of the 90s then you can go to new zealand but since you're not marissa you can quit your boohooing and get a fucking job <laughs> damn and pay for oh. it yourself <laughs> all right i don't i don't i i th- i i want to see evidence that it's the most show most watched show from the 90s i have heard him say that i in interviews highly several doubt times. that and I just, I think he's making it up and he's trying to put it out there. In the Come on, you've got like Seinfeld it. that's still in syndication. Like, I, mean, I don't see that beaten Seinfeld. It it regularly uh, was outwatched by Xena. And <laughs> its own spinoff. I know. And, and like, nobody's saying Xena was the most watched show in the 90s. Yeah, um, you know, they got a graph onto the, the little flimsy straws that they still have now, 25 years later. I. I love that he uses that as an argument of why, like, he's being persecuted. Because, obviously, he was on a show in the 90s that was popular. So, he should still be famous and a lead man in movies. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. Stands because, to reason. Because Matt LeBlanc is still getting multi-million dollar movie deals. You know? Eric from Boy Meets World <laughs> is still getting work because he was popular on a show in the 90s. Couldn't even uh, look up his real name, true? though, huh? I didn't bother. What's his name? You know? No. Okay, I have I have beef with Boy Meets World and Eric as a character. Because he got so stupid? Yes. Okay, so like in the beginning, God created, no. Uh, in the beginning of Boy Meets World, Eric is the cool, smart-ass older brother. Like he's not like intelligent, but he's also not stupid, right? You know what I'm talking about, Marissa? You watch this show. I know you I, I actually did not watch Boy Meets what? World. Okay, so by like the I fourth was too above season, that. by the mm-hmm. fourth season when he's in college, they make Eric, like, an idiot. Like, he should be institutionalized. That's how stupid he is. <laughs> like, he shouldn't be trusted to walk across the street by himself. That's how stupid they make this guy. Oh, that would be... Okay, you need to do this as, like, one of those narrated YouTube videos that I love watching. <laughs> where you just... No, seriously. Where you take clips of the show and do it almost like like a dissection of the show and the character traits and stuff. I always find this super interesting because, number one, I'm like... This is fascinating, but also who has the time for this and who is so invested in this that they made a video about it. So I, I have this theory. I have this theory that in in the fourth season of Boy Meets World, like in the break between the third and the fourth season, uh, there's a brain injury that we don't see. <laughs> that and... is a fantastic fan theory. Um, I need you to start a Kickstarter for your documentary about this, um, where you visit the cast members of Boy Meets World. If anybody listening to this was attached to Boy Meets World 
in the 90s and early 2000s. And you know the actor whose name I still haven't looked up. Played Eric. <laughs> Will something, right? What? It's Will something. Will Will like something. Will Friedel? 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 Fredders? So what I, what, what I hope happens is that Lance Bass is listening to this. And Lance Bass right now is calling up uh, Daniel Fischel, uh, who played Topanga. Uh, who was his beard in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and was like, hey girl, can you get Eric's number? Because playing something that was named. I was right. It is Will Friedel. 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 It is what I think it is. I just don't know how to say it. All of this can get cut for the podcast, Marissa. No, we are keeping uh, this in. <laughs> <laughs> for the it Will Friedel stays. facts. And to keep um, it full circle, there is an episode of Way Meets World that uh, Kevin Sorbo appears in. Ugh. No, was he an atheist? Made, uh, was he an atheist I, teacher at the high school? <laughs> that would be great, right? He goes in there and he he tells Corey Matthews and all the others, <laughs> right? God, God is dead. God is dead on a paper, piece of paper. Uh, but Mr. Feeney never made it through this. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Feeney makes us do some weird stuff, and he's really close to us for like how a principal should be relating to his students. He's just like at our house all the time. It's kind of weird. I think just he was their it. next door neighbor. I think that is what my is, next door neighbor never. <laughs> what is extra weird about that? But your next door neighbor is not your principal. Is that he teaches uh, Matthews and Topanga and Sean from when they're in seventh grade to when they graduate college? Yeah, that's the weirdest. That's part. <laughs> mm. like, can we get a different teacher that actually like maybe knows? chemistry or something no <laughs> or understands i don't know i mean understands boundaries also at all. their high school classes always had like 10 people in them <laughs> yeah it's, it's like i know you'd watch that especially when world. you're going to like when you're going to private school and you watch that public school you're like what are you talking about overcrowding you guys are doing great <laughs> <laughs> there are more people in my class um, exactly feeny would be a good teacher though <laughs> Not not so much for chemistry. Or just uh, maybe not for like your, pretty much your entire like middle school, high school, college yeah, you, career. Yeah, right. This is this has just become the Boy Meets World podcast. But another thing that really yeah, I think me is that yeah. what, what, what Boy Meets World does that is a very common trope in that kind of show is right when, they do it better than anybody too, right when the main characters are about to graduate high school, they have to invent like an Ivy League level school that's in their neighborhood so that they can still stay there and go to a good school. I feel like this definitely gave a lot of kids a really unrealistic expectation of like, yeah, when you go to school, just like go down the street, there's college. Um, it's not impossible to pay for. It's pretty much free, just like school is. And yeah, and you graduate and marry your high school sweetheart. There you go. That's what happened to the Sorbos. No, it's not. It's um, not, but... No, she got on uh, Hercules and she hooked him. That's what happened. <laughs> um, she probably did something to cause those aneurysms. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm right. so mean. I'm so mean to In Sam conclusion. Um, Gizmo is a superhero. In I conclusion, think- this dog lived a pretty decent life. I'm glad it has a book, but I'm glad it's... I mean, it wouldn't be with us anymore because this book is 25 years old and so that dog would would you know not be here any longer anyway but does does this is what we do when we don't have time for a real book does knowing gizmo's fate affect how you view this book uh no no the dog had a good life i'm I'm glad it had a good life i hope yeah i mean i wish we could have seen more of of gizmo's life because the backgrounds were all blurry (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's like look at lovely Auckland. It's you can't see shit. You know what I mean? Like look for bl- look at blurry Auckland. Isn't it blurryful? Uh, so yeah, I think next week we have to come back with a real book. Yeah, we gotta. We'll probably come back with Huckabee. No promises. I um. <laughs> We're just gonna keep stringing people along with Huckabee. I know. We're never we, we, gonna like. I was waiting for that book. Huckabee content. <laughs> we have to do a real book because we haven't really done one in a while. Uh, we'll do like, a real book. We got a list. Uh, I will say 
part of the reason is because I am working on something cool. So we're going to check back in like a month. Russ is at, Russ, Russell's actually doing extracurriculars. So we um, got to respect him for that and his time commitment. Um, but do you think, we, do we want to do Huckabee next week? Do we just want to decide on air that we're actually going to do it? Or are we going to do, there's a couple of things. We'll talk off air. <laughs> All right. Sounds we've, good. We've decided on air that we're going to talk off air. You're welcome. Yeah. Join us for after the pod for our stupid little conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are going to wrap up. We we definitely uh, straight off topic, but it is a glorious Sunday afternoon on a wonderful Mother's Day. So I hope everyone had a good time with or without your mom. Because, you know, if your mom's not very cool, you're not going to want to be around them. So hope everyone <laughs> had a good restful weekend. Happy Birthers Day. Mm-hmm. Happy Birthers Day to your birthing moms. <laughs> All right. We'll see you yeah. next week.